All right, it's football season. Yeah, it is. It is, it is, it is. I know it's training camp, and I know it's just like for some of you, they're not playing any games yet. You know what? For me, it's football season. I've been out there. Here we go. What is it, week number two, I think? Uh, Covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFL. I'm sure your college football team's going good, getting ready to go here. Here we go. Baseball, baseball now. We're way past the halfway mark. We're we're almost, almost getting about that. What do you think about like the seventh inning of the season? Maybe late sixth, seventh inning now. Uh, getting down to the nitty gritty and uh, just sweating through. It's I know it's hot everywhere, but oh my God. Oh my God. I do not know how football players, whether it's Pop Warner I've said it for so many years. My daughter was a cheerleader recently in Pop Warner football. Why do they have to keep the same schedule for the entire country when just when in October it starts to get a little bit cooler, the season is over. I don't know how these kids don't even drop. I don't know how, 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 how. But here we go. You ready? This is a really good story. What a nice young man. I wish him all the success in the world. His name is Cade Warner. He is a rookie wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, he grew up with a famous father, Kurt Warner, who's got so many records. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Arena Football Hall of Fame, the Arizona Hall of Fame. Here's a kid who wants to play football. He grows up in the state of Arizona. He's a wide receiver. Everybody is comparing him. His dad, Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner. We all know the story. He was stocking groceries. He goes to the Arena League. He makes it to the NFL, and he's just a two-time MVP. He's a Super Bowl MVP, all that. Can you imagine Growing up, wanting to play football, your dad has that kind of a name. And when you're out there, and you know what? He's got a great head on his shoulders. I really enjoyed this conversation. I noticed how good he is as a speaker and seems really down to earth. Having grown up in a famous family, uh, boy, oh boy, Brenda Warner and Kurt Warner must have done a tremendous parenting job. There's a lot of kids in the family. They've overcome a lot of adversity. Uh, if you don't know the whole story, we'll get into that a little bit after here, just a little bit. But, and everybody was telling Cade Warner, you know, you're not fast enough or you're not big enough or you're not good enough. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And he has not listened to critics and he has grinded and clawed and worked his way and he didn't have any scholarships coming out of high school even though he was the best receiver in the state of Arizona heck he I think didn't he win yeah in the entire state he was a two-time all-state wide receiver he didn't get one not one division one college scholarship offer and he walks on he walks on University of uh, Nebraska as a Cornhusker. And he's there for a couple of years. And then he transfers to K-State. Last year, K-State, really good year. Really good year. All right, he's going to get drafted. He's waiting around. He's waiting. He's watching the TV. Uh, and his name is not, you know, fifth round, sixth round. He's, his name is not called. 
So he's an undrafted free agent. The Buccaneers called. Now he is here. He's made it, but it's only the start. You know, now he's got to make the team. And, but, oh my God. So it was a sweltering day after practice, and there was actually no shade to be had. And he worked extra off the jugs gun, taking extra reps, make catches, took his shirt off, had his helmet on. He was over there and he was doing it after practice. And he was he's basically like the last one done. And I waited for him and he came over to me and I mentioned it to PR. I said, I'd like to talk to Kate. I wanted to try to get him at the end of the mini camp. It just never worked out. And uh, I said, Kate, you got a couple minutes for me? And it was so hot, sun boiling, finished a long practice in the heat. And he's like, sure. He was so, just such a good guy. So check this out. Check this out. Enjoy. And if anybody is telling you, you can't do it. No, you're not good enough. No. F, don't listen to him. Cade, Cade, Cade's in the NFL. And they told, they told me he wasn't going to make it. So here you go. My man. Man, I'm hoping for him making it big time. Cade Warner. All right, I am with Cade Warner. He has, you know, this is how you've made it to the top. Now, I know your journey is just starting, but you've made it to the NFL. It's been an incredible story. Does it seem surreal or not really now? It did at first. Um, you know, in the moment when I got picked up by the Buccaneers, when I first got down here, um, you know, it's a big picture, and it's crazy to see it this close and to be next to all these guys and these great vets in the team. But as you get into it now, it's just football. You know, it's not any different than it was in college. I mean, obviously the players are a lot better and attention to details a little bit more, but it's just football at the end of the day. And so um, I'm happy to be a Buccaneer, and it's been a great experience out here. Now, do you think that the journey that you had to take coming out of high school, all everything, had to walk on, then transfer, then not getting drafted and being here, do you use that mentally to your advantage, Kate? Yeah, it's something I'm not used to. You know, I'm always used to being overlooked at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, no one really um, believes in me too much in a lot of different aspects, but uh, I know what people behind me do, and my family and my loved ones, and I do, and that's all that matters. And so I know who I am. Uh, I know the work I put in to get here, and I know the work I'll keep putting in to get to the top. Now, a lot of times, if you are the son of a legend and you choose to do the same sport, that's really hard because people are trying to compare, man. How have you dealt with that? I'm sure that's come up so much over the years. Yeah, um, people ask me all the time about my parents, and, and, I, and I appreciate it because without them, I wouldn't be here. But on the same token, without them, I wouldn't have the same alleviated pressure that I think I would if I was somebody else's, if some other legend's kids. And so they did such a great job raising me and teaching me to be who I am and not who anybody else wants me to be. And I forever appreciate them for that, and that's really a big reason why I'm here today, playing this position, playing this sport, because it allowed me to be free and be whatever I wanted to be and choose what I wanted to do. What's the best piece of advice that your dad has given you now that you're in the NFL? Yeah, be who you are. Know who you are and own it, you know. And so that's what I try to do every day. You know, I know who I am as a player and as a person, and I try to hone in on the things I'm good at and improve the things I'm bad at every single day. And at the end of the day, I walk out this field and I'm happy with what I put out here. Your family, man, has had a lot of adversity, especially your mom. Do you think that that also is how you are built and seeing what your family has done and to succeed in life? 
hundred percent. And you're gonna get brownie points for asking my mom. She loves people to do that. And so that was a great move. But no, I mean, my mom does such a great job, um, not being in the spotlight, but right next to it in her entire life. And I think that she did such a fantastic job raising all of us to be strong Christians and strong people and believe in what we believe in. And like that hones all the way down to football. And so I'm so blessed for her and the rest of my family for all the adversity they've gone through before I even came along to kind of show me the way and that other people did it so I can. Just a couple more. When did you know in your mind that you could make it in the NFL. I'm sure you were a believer when some people weren't. When, when, when did that come about? Was it K-State? Was it even before that? Yeah, I think personally, you know, you, you always have these expectations. And so you start off, like in high school, I started off really, really well. And I thought I was going to do a lot better than I did at the end and get some more offers and get some more um, credibility. And I didn't. And then college came around. I was able to start my retro freshman year in Nebraska and really hone in a lot of my skills that I was really, really appreciative of. And I thought that that was my time. You know, like I'm going to go play here, do what I can for Nebraska, and then go to the league. And then that didn't happen. And I went to K-State, had a great summer, had a great uh, fall camp, and I thought this might be the year. And it wasn't. And so I think that I've always known who I am. I just keep waiting for somebody to believe in me and know who I am too. And you also, when we talked to you when you first came here and you said, you know what, man, I'm going to be the smartest one. I'm going to be prepared, especially since my dad was a QB. I'm going to know where everybody is. Where did that come from, man? Where, 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 where did that come from? Yeah, I think it came from my mom and dad's attention to detail growing up. And so my dad was very, very... Um detail focus in his work and so growing up when I was helping him with plays I would have to say him exactly correct and he would have to repeat him exactly correct to me and then my mom she always just preached do everything you can and give it your best work and at the end of the day that's all you can do and so those two things together I think got me where I am today. You know we're here at the practice field it's hotter than hell so I'm gonna let you go but you can see over where Raymond James is and your dad played in a Super Bowl and I believe you were a little kid and actually were over there watching and now this is your home stadium? Pretty crazy. I actually took a tour of it when we were here in OTAs, a tour of the stadium, and I FaceTimed him. And I was like, hey, I was sitting right here when you threw that pick right there. And he was like, why are you calling me, man? But no, it was it was a experience that I'll never forget um, for good reasons and bad. But, um, but yeah, it was a really, really cool time. That was the last time I've been in Raymond James before I was here. I ended on this. I ask everybody that has made it to the top, you're in the NFL. What is the best piece of advice you could give to a young person? You've had a long journey and you are here. What would you tell them? That's a good question. Um, I would say, like I've said multiple times, but know who you are. I think that so many people in today's age get lost in whether it's social media or posting random things and you can't work out here if you videotape at the same time and so get out here and work and work at what you want to be great at and detail your work and know who you are as a person and as a player and improve on the things you're great on and work on the things you're not good on and just keep on going know who you are and, and I think comparison is a huge thing that, that really hurts people nowadays and I do it still I'm not sitting here saying that I'm on top of this peak looking down I see you here every single day and I overthink everything like man how many reps did I get how many plays did I make what could I have made and compare myself to everybody and so it's a constant battle but the best you can just do that and just keep working on yourself and know who you are, I think the better you'll be. You're a good man. Best of luck. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Such a good guy. Oh, my God. Fan favorite right here. So to Kurt Warner, to Brenda Warner, to the entire Warner family, man, they are resilient. I don't care what your name is and how much money you have. Yes, money does help. Money does help. But how much money, even fame, you're going to have. It's called life. No one has a just perfect life. And 
you know, Brenda Warner, you know, when I was reading up on her, I used to remember seeing her on TV. They would always show pictures of Brenda Warner, Kurt Warner's wife, Cade's mom. You know, she was a corporal in the Marines and she got a discharge because she had to take care of her four month old child who had a brain injury, left him partially blind. Uh, Brenda's mom and dad were killed during a tornado in 1996. Can you, and she's in a small town. She got that call. There's been so much adversity in their family and they just, they, they, they plod through. It doesn't mean that they, they're not, you know, not affected or anything like that. And they just, they're resilient and it's incredible. Just like Kurt's story, you know? He's really good in college, but he, you know, he gets cut and then he was bagging groceries and he goes to the arena league and he's, he's a stud there. And then he gets a shot in the NFL. The year that he and his team, the Rams won the Super Bowl, I believe he was the only, I'm pretty sure he was the only quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl during his first season as an NFL starter. He's the only player ever to be in the Hall of Fame in the Arena Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I was going, looking over his stats, just, I can go on and on, man. I mean, two-time NFL MVP, Super Bowl champ, MVP, four-time Pro Bowler, passing leader. You can look at all his numbers. Uh, Just incredible. So, Cade, all the best. Oh, I really hope, man, you make it and have a really, really good career. It ain't easy. Being a wideout, undrafted, uh, but boy, oh boy, big fan. Hand is raised. And to the entire Warner family, congrats on success in life. There you go. That was awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. That's why I love doing these podcasts, because it's not really the X's and O's. It's meeting people that have made it or are still now have already made it. Maybe they're they're not in the limelight anymore. Or like Cade, he's still still climbing. He is still climbing. I got to tell you, I don't know how. I don't know how they play football and putting pads on. And I just don't know how they do it in this heat. It's incredible. I, 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 I am wimpy anymore, man. I'm telling you what. Um... Now, again, no no X's and O's. I'm hoping to once again have a Bucks kickoff podcast. I did that the last couple of years on Joe Bucks Fan, hoping once again. It's a great site. They get so many clicks. They've been doing it for years, and a lot of fans look and check out uh, Joe Bucks Fan, and I'm hoping to do that again. That's where I get into X's and O's. It's the day before. And right up to kickoff, every Buccaneer game, their opponent, what I have seen at one buck and all that jazz, that's where I get into more X's and O's. Not right here. But just on like the big picture, now that football is back, now that I've been over there, it was a really different vibe. You know, let's, 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 the elephant in the room, Tom Brady, the goat, is not there. And not having Brady, the I, irrelevance, uh, not in the national spotlight at all, at all. 
I've got a lot of different stories of people that made money off of Brady being here in Tampa Bay. I'm sure it was the same, even magnified in New England, all the years that he was there and the Patriots winning and winning the Super Bowl. It's just incredible. Uh, somebody that I know is a photographer and he was just telling me uh, the pictures. Anytime he would take a picture of Brady, he didn't even have to be Brady in action. Brady could be sitting, Brady could be walking, Brady could be uh, taking a Gatorade. Boom, he would, he, he made, 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 made. As he puts it, he was an entire tax bracket. And once Brady's gone, he was there all minicamp. He was there all off season. He's taking shots of Baker Mayfield, trying to sell that. And he gets he's he sold a couple of pictures. That's it, man. And you know Baker Mayfield has a name. Like he was a first round overall pick. He had the commercials that was on nationally for so long, right? And being in the stadium and all that with Cleveland, he's a name. But now, again, none of that is going to matter on the field when the whistle blows and the kickoff on a Sunday, NFL Sunday, one o'clock. The Buccaneers play a lot of one o'clock games because, you know, they're not, you know, the big name anymore. And it's also just incredible. The publicity with the New York Jets. Oh, my God, every day in Aaron Rodgers. And it looks like it's going to be so interesting. I cannot wait to go to New Jersey. I was almost going to cancel the trip because just, you know, the expense and what we've been expending, you know, blah, blah, blah. We bought this house. We spent way more than we thought we were going to have to. We sold our old house. The housing prices, no inventory. The, oh, my God, way more than we thought. And blah, blah, blah. And I am going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. That's coming up soon. So I'll have all these stories for you. Content, as they say now. So I can't wait. And I'm from Morris County, New Jersey. Grew up in a small town called Dover. Went to Morris Catholic High School, Denville, New Jersey. Went two years to St. Leo College. Life is grand in Leo land. I learned to party. I'm being honest. For two years. And then I knew. I was, I was homesick for Jersey. Yes, I was. And I knew that I wanted to be a, not a PE teacher. I wanted to get into broadcasting. Let me transfer to New Jersey. I went to a commuter school, William Patterson College, two years. I commuted, blah, blah, blah. Got my degree, got a job in the business, and, and there you go. The rest is history. Um, but I still have North Jersey in my blood. And the fact that when the New, Jer the New York Jets... New Jersey Jets, the New York Jets moved to this beautiful facility in Florham Park, New Jersey. I used to play, you know, I played baseball all the way through. I did play a little, little bit of football, uh, midget, freshman year, uh, a couple of years, basketball and baseball all, constantly. And I played games in Florham Park. Uh, and I could not believe Florham Park, New Jersey. I got an unbelievable story when I was a Frito-Lay driver training. It was terrible. I was going through all these jobs. I didn't like it. I, 
I, I, I had a big gooseneck truck. It was my first time by myself and uh, King Supers. I came around the corner. I clipped another car. I looked around. Nobody was around. Should I leave? Should I stay? It's my first time going here. Am I going to get in trouble? Nobody saw me. I'll leave. I started driving. No, I can't do that. I'm guilty. I started driving back. No, 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 no. And I left. I talked to my friend and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, they had pictures. They investigated. They got me. I quit. I thought I, I had to go to the police station. Oh, my God. And it was in Florham Park, New Jersey. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. And so... For years, since the Jets moved into this new facility, I've wanted to go to the Jets facility. And then when I heard that the Bucks were going to play the New York Jets in practice for a couple of days, actually, it was interviewing Todd Bowles, myself and, and, and Joe from Joe Bucks Fan. We did separate interviews, but we were sitting in a hotel lobby in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, was it Phoenix? I think it was, yeah, it was Phoenix. A beautiful resort, unbelievable. And we're sitting there in the lobby, and Todd Bowles just mentioned, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna practice with the New York Jets in in Jersey this year before we play the game in the Meadowlands." And I was like, I was recording the the podcast with Todd Bowles. I, I wanted to, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god, I gotta go. I gotta go. I got to go and then I can see where I grew up and the schools and friends and my radio station, WSUS, for five years. That's where my whole broadcast career really started. And I love Sussex County way up there. And I was just like, I got to go. And then boom, boom, boom. I wasn't sure. Then we were talking about money. Maybe I'll pull back and this and that. I'm going. I'm going. So I cannot wait. And I cannot wait to give you behind the scenes stories of what the hype and everything is like with HBO there, you know, uh, Hard Knocks, the Aaron Rodgers. Every single day I am in the gym at my Anytime Fitness and they got the music playing. Oh my God, there's one. The, I, I, the good thing about an Anytime Fitness, what I like is I got a little uh, fob and you can go to any Anytime Fitness. So I've got about three different ones that I hit just so I'm not going to the same machines every single day. And I like that. But there's this, I don't know, he plays this like, he works there and he plays like wimpy alternate rock, but it's always like, yeah, 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 it's whiny. And, uh, but anyway, my point is every time I look up at ESPN, anytime they have the discussion, you know, they play over and over the get up show in the morning or first take or whatever, every single day, it's a Jets with the underneath, they used to call it Chiron in TV. I don't know what they call it now. Uh, you know, a, a topic with the Jets, with Aaron Rodgers, every single day. I'm like, wow, does it get that much closer? It was the same thing when Brady was here. Same thing. So, you know, and I'm looking at some of these highlights, clips, or it might be on my phone, my social media, Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver, Sauce, the DB, uh, 
and I'm just looking at, you know, I'll see some pictures from the stands video or download. And I'm like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there in New Jersey. Now I know it's been hot up there. It cracks me up. Oh, it's 90 and high humidity. Oh my God. I will take that. I will take that. So I cannot wait. So I'm going to be going to Cleveland, Canton, and then uh, back and then boom and then boom. Although now I got another little trip to Orlando with my wife and daughter, taking them to see a boy band concert. I do not have to go. (laughs) I'm going to bring them to the Amway Center. And then we're in a little embassy suites walking distance downtown. And then I will be right there when they come out, walk them back. I love taking care of my girls, my wife my daughter and my son he's always doing his own thing now 26 years old he's out in the bay he does his own thing but i love when he's here too and comes uh but i just i enjoy chauffeuring them around picking them up making sure they're safe i love it and the fact that i do not have to go into this concert i can only imagine big time rush i think that's the name of it i have no clue no clue my daughter will be like you don't know who they are no i don't just like you didn't know who the Foo Fighters were at all. It's hysterical. I am like what my parents, they didn't like the music that we played. It's hysterical, man. So anyway, we got that little trip coming up here another day or so. And then uh, and then to Canton and then to that. So that's good. But it was nice. It was just, there are some f- buddies that I know even that have been in the media that just don't like training camp, can't stand it. They just say it's boring practice. Fine. I, I like it. I like it. I just like it because it's football and that it's here, you know? Now, I will say this. I've really enjoyed covering baseball this season, maybe even more so than in recent years. I don't know why. I just really enjoy it. And, 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 and the fact that it's been so stinking hot, when I walk from the car, talk about wimpy. When I walk from the car, it's pretty far away uh, at Tropicana Field to get where we park to get to the stadium. I can't imagine them playing baseball down here with no roof, no air conditioning. I am soft. Sorry. It, I can't imagine it. Taking batting practice in this heat and humidity, paying Major League Baseball prices for concessions, parking, and tickets, even though the tickets aren't that expensive for the Rays. Still, when you add it all up and you're taking your family and you're paying all that to sit in 95 degrees and 90-some percent humidity and boiling and soaked, no, no. No. And you know, I've had I've had people over the years say, the Florida State League, that's a minor league, oh, they play games, it's not a problem. Like, well, good for, good for them. Good for the Florida State League. Those kids are trying to make it to the show. They'll put up with anything. They're happy to have the opportunity. And good for them. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, you know, and and the other thing is, too, I really, really give some diehard baseball fans credit 
trying to tailgate at their trunk, at their parking space, in this heat, trying. I I give them credit. I laugh. If I go for batting, I usually go pregame. So I go for batting practice. Before batting practice, that's when I'll get some interviews. I find out what's going on, all that stuff. Bring you some uh, rock stops here, guests. And I leave my car. I'm like, okay, I'm walking. I got my backpack. I got my Zoom mic, uh, uh, recorder, a couple of microphones, some my laptop. Sometimes, sometimes I'll, you know, ingest it back when I get home. And uh, I'm walking, and I'll see, and it's it's oh, it's like uh, you know, for a 6:40 first pitch, 6:40 in the evening, 5:40, 4:40. 3.30. I will see a hand, I can count on one hand, a handful of fans trying to tailgate when it's 95 degrees. They'll put up that, you know, tent and there's no air. And they, now, and they got some beers and they might have some sandwiches that are made uh, of the handful of people and it's all this baseball season when I have walked in and I've seen them in the late afternoon trying to sit there trying to tailgate. I have yet. Now, I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anybody with a grill to bring more heat. I haven't seen that. So, I mean, I God bless you. You're trying to have a good time. You're trying. Once you get in there, and it's 72 degrees, and that AC hits you, everything's good. Everything's good. But to try to tailgate for baseball down here, let me give it up for you. You are, you deserve it, man. You deserve it. That is what I love during football season. I love the smell of the hot dogs, the burgers, the bratwurst, the sausages. I love charcoal, like the grills for football, for football tailgating when I'm walking into the stadium. Sometimes I'll just, if I try to go real, real early, which I truly try to do anymore, I go, the older I get, the earlier I go. The less rushing I want to get to do, you know? Is, it, is that me? Are you the same way? I hate being late, rushing. You know, I used to do it all the time when I was younger. I try not to do that anymore. Oh, and sometimes I'll walk around, take a little video, you know, or just see what's going on and see the tail and see the everybody, guys and girls, and they got the drinks flowing. They got the music going. They got the grills going. You got the smell. You got the sound. You got the partying. You got the cornhole. You got the football being thrown around with the kids. I, I just love it. I just love it. Can you tell I'm jonesing for that? So anyway, that's what uh, we'll do. We're keeping this bad boy a little bit short here today. I'm trying to think of anything else is going on. So funny. You know, I was spoiled for 14. How long was I at Bay News 9? 18 years? 18 years. God dang it. If you, I swear to God, it was like a different life. It feels like I was there like maybe five years. But you know, there were engineers in the building. You know, the station provided equipment. If something broke, it would get fixed. 
Now, it's all out of my wallet. It's all out of my trying to figure out. You know, I bought this nice Shure microphone and I got my arm and I got it attached here and oh, it looks good, sounds good. But the uh, the cord, it was very flimsy, you know? And I did a show, somebody wanted me on their show and I got on, I checked the audio, but I didn't have my headphones on, my little earbuds, but everything looked like it was okay. I got on, it sounded so hollow. And I thought that I needed more soundproofing in this room. I got a carpet. I got soundproof. It was so hollow. And I got off. I realized, oh, that thing really came out of the microphone. And then the other day, I tried to jam it. Oh, and it bent. I'm like, oh, oh, oh boom. Now it doesn't work. Oh, now I got to go online. I got to go to Best Buy. Or I got to go to the guitar store. And, you know, I got to buy it. Does this work with this? Oh, I found an old microphone that I had. One of these little snowballs I I plugged that in. Well, okay, well, that'll work, but it's not the same thing. But it's just, it's like, I, I used to do a radio show with Martin Gramatica, the former kicker, NFL kicker. He was with the Bucks. he was with the Cowboys, he was with the Saints, he was with the Colts, but he's really known as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And he was telling me that, like, you make it to the NFL and you're in a facility where they have the finest equipment, they have a training staff, you have all these new footballs, and you can go out the grass when you kick out the grass. It's manicured beautifully, perfectly. And then you get cut or you have an injury, you know. And then you're trying to make it back into the league. And you go to a park. And then you go to a nearby park. And you got maybe, I don't know, three, four, five footballs in your trunk. And you have nobody there. And you put them out on this park. And then there's no goalposts. And kids are running around, and Martin said he would he would aim for like a, a light pole, and you know you had gone from the finest, like a five star hotel, to really now you're an everyday everyday guy. There, I have an upcoming podcast. I'm going to give you a little little uh, a little trailer here. I was going to play him this week. Once I got Cade Warner, I figured let me throw in the football. I go back. So Matt Joyce is a uh, all star. He was with the Tampa Bay Rays. He was with the Detroit Tigers. He was with the Marlins. He was with a bunch of teams. I think eight teams. And he was a major league player. He was out of the Tampa Bay area. Now he's a broadcaster, but he's also a businessman. And he has these training facilities called F45. And they're propping up. And he's working hard. And he's trying to get them off the ground and all this. But he's a young man. He's only 38 years old. But he... I said, you know, and it's hard. You, you've made it to the top and then you're young and all of a sudden that's taken away from you. And it's part of your identity. You are a major leaguer. People want your autograph. They want pictures with you. They'll buy you food. They'll buy you drinks. For, you go to the head of the line. You don't have to wait. You're, you're, you have your ass kissed. Let's call it like it is. Deservedly so, you made it there. And then you're out. And you're young. And what are you going to do? You've trained your whole life to be a major league player. Now what are you going to do? You're in your 30s. So he's like, he said to his wife the other day, and you're going to hear this next week on the Rock Stops here. He's like, babe, this is what he told me. We're sitting right behind home plate recording this podcast. He's like, babe, I used to play in front of 45,000 fans. I played on national TV. And today 
I was fixing a toilet in St. Pete and nobody cares. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it. I was on local TV, but I had a nice salary. I had a 401k benefits. Everything is taken, you know, everything's done for you. If you had a problem with something, maybe my insurance or something. Oh, human resources. Can you take care of this for me? You know? Oh, I, I, I broke this microphone. Can you give me another microphone? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I need this. Oh, I got a clothing allowance. Oh, oh, this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're out. And then you're totally on your own. And I'm not a techie either. I am so bad. So I got to go on YouTube. Oh, I got to figure this out. Oh, somebody did that for me. Not anymore. So it's just, it's kind of funny. It's life. Uh, but I'm seeing that. And, and, and then, then where do you go from here? You know, you've been out anyway. So anyway, there you go. I'll tell you what, that's about all we're going to do for today, guys. Listen, thank you so much, man. Subscribe. If you're not subscribed, hit the like button, maybe leave a comment that would help me out a little bit. I am trying to grow this bad boy. Um, but you know, I'm not pushing it, you know, it, you know, so there you go. Thank you very much. If you've stayed with me and especially if you stay with me this long in the podcast, I appreciate it. And until next week, same place, same time you, you can find me. Okay. Let's do this again. Let's hang. I appreciate you so, so much. If I didn't have this, I'm going crazy. I'll talk to you next time.